Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Fan Critical, the podcast where an intrepid band of friends bravely review the latest and greatest content. Today we are discussing the first two episodes of season four of Stranger Things and Whoa. I'm joined, woohoo, that little voice you heard from the uh, nether region, <laughs> nether zone rather, <laughs> um, is my fellow member of the party, Emma, Hello. aka Eleven. Do you remember when we used to cast each other oh. as a... Characters in whatever show we were watching. And sometimes what we'd do is we'd pick really sh- shit characters if we were annoyed yes. with someone or they weren't our favourite that day. So thank you for calling me you Eleven. I Eleven. Um, and I guess I will just make myself Mike. A gawky boyfriend, Mike. Noise. Noise. There we go. Normally there's more of us so you can kind of spread around the, the cast, but it's That's just us two today. Um, so yeah, we're talking about season four of Stranger Things. Long awaited because... The last season came out in July 2019. Which is That's mental. three years, yeah. So I am I am literally fresh off the back of the first two episodes, back to back of of season four. And um, I had to watch the full recap at the beginning to be like, what, I, what, yes. what did happen? I um, did the same. It was a good recap. I think you need that. I need that with, with anything, even if it's not been long. But I was, I kind of remembered the very end of it, but I didn't know, I couldn't remember how we got there. Um, what did you think of the last series of Stranger Things and how did you feel going into this season? So, uh, very good questions, Lucy. Uh, to answer your first one about the last season, I think um, you'll all be quite familiar with the fact that I was fully for it being a one season and done. Only yeah, because same. it was so perfectly packaged, right? Season two, very good. Season three, I had mixed feelings about it. But actually, now that it's been quite a while, I was quite excited about season four. Um, and I, I mean, there's no way I could have binge watched the whole thing. And I'll, you know, I'll explain that as we get through the discussion. Um, but I was quite looking forward to watching a little bit of it and seeing how I felt. And I think they've, I think it's a good job. Good job mm. of um, of bringing it back, especially when, you know, it's been a lot of time and it had such a huge following. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to see it come back. And I, I kind of, I almost feel like the the COVID-induced hiatus has been a, well, it's done it a favour. Yeah, I think I actually agree with you on that. Um, I think the first season was probably one of the best things that Netflix has done. It was perfect, really. And it captured people's imagination like I don't think anything else really has on Netflix. And I I would have been happy just to... I know it's stupid because we love the characters, but I would have been quite happy for it to just be that um, because it was perfect. It was so... And yeah, I agree. Second season was good. I didn't... I think that by the third season, it all got a bit repetitive for me. Um, And it moved away from what the original was. Um... But so on that, I I wasn't, I was considering just not watching season four. I didn't care. I was like, oh, and I also think, I mean, I'm going to get onto it later in the podcast, but the way the last season ended, I felt was like, well, that's the end then. It Mm. has ended in such a way that to revisit it is going to take a bit of work. Yeah. Um, And I just thought, why are you longing this out? And there was loads of trailers for it, wasn't there? And obviously COVID happened, so it's delayed it. But I actually agree that enough time has now passed that it feels a bit fresher again. And I think the approach they've taken, I I wouldn't say they've stripped it down because there's loads, absolutely loads. We're only going to be discussing the first two episodes, as I say, today. But there's absolutely tons of action already, Mm. tons of storylines, um, so I wouldn't say they streamlined it, but I think they've brought it back a little bit more to what we loved about it in the first Yeah, which instance. is the people. It's the characters, it's the relationships. And yes, there is there is a sort of more singular, scary thing, entity that's been introduced. And boy, howdy, is it scary? Oh. Fucking, fucking hell. I was oh. very scared. I'm still a bit jittery, to be honest, after that two hours and 40 minutes of season four. I, You know, in the long episodes as well. So, you know, it's not yes, like 90 minutes and done with the first two. I have to, you know, I, I think um, I totally agree with you. And I think the magic about the first season was it was so self-contained. Mm. Um, and I think it probably 
Netflix probably did themselves an injustice in a way by releasing everything so close together, seasons one through three. And I do think a bit of distance from it has really benefited the show because actually now I care again. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I think I want to know how they cope that. with it, how they handle this, because, you know, the end of season three could well have been the end of everything. Maybe it should have been. But that being said, I did enjoy the first two episodes considering I was thinking about not watching it and I wasn't actually bothered I did enjoy it um it was scary um, yeah which is fine when we will get on to that um but I would like you to blueberry each episode for me Emma and just give a little explainer to any new listeners hi hello welcome welcome Uh, what the blueberry scale is what it entails and how we use it to please So the Blueberry system is thus, uh, you can score from zero to five, zero being the worst, five being the best, and there can be no halves. It is a harsh but fair scale. Harsh but fair. Um, Can you tell I've been doing that for five years? Dab Mm -hmm. hand. You've got it down. Um, So episode one. Uh, Right. So I really, the the first episode, and these will blur in together for me because I feel like I've just (laughs) I'm already thinking, which one's which? What, what, What happens when? Uh, I sort of feel like I've just watched a Stranger Things movie, but first episode brought back for me some really great character relationships and like dynamic duos, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. And, you know, it was a little bit different. Obviously, everyone's grown up. My God, have they all grown up? Scary. Um, different effects. Yeah. And I and I really like the fact that you didn't really get anything upside down until quite yeah. quite near the end of episode one. So I give episode one a four bloop, which is very, very good score. Very good. Very good score. Very good and great. Um, episode two shifted it up a fucking notch. I've, oh. Oh, and I just, I literally sat on the edge of my sofa for the last half of it, desperately wanting to know what was going to happen as everybody like starts diving deeper into things. And there's still that beautiful kind of mad comedic so like Joyce and Murray for example yeah uh, like crack me up the two of them are brilliant excellent because it's it's almost farcical isn't it like their relationship and so for me episode two actually I think having just come off the back of it was it was a fly a fly boob a fly boob wow five boob uh because it it had everything um and that may you know maybe I've blown my load too soon for season four but well, we'll just have to see what happens. But I really, I genuinely gripped, and I think I might have to watch episode three after this. Yeah, I am wondering actually when I'm going to watch these other episodes, and um, because they're just so long. They are long, man. For for episodes of TV, I do. I think they're quite long, but it's it's okay. And I didn't think the only reason I thought, oh, these are long, is just because I wanted to watch three basically last night um, in preparation for this podcast because it was mm. the only chance I'm going to get, and I just didn't didn't have time really. And that's why I didn't wasn't watching it thinking, oh, this is dragging, this is too long. It was more, I, I wanted to be able to watch more of it. Yeah, and there's no more. no way I could have done four hours of that in in one no. in one bump. And I think actually two is enough. It's enough for now. Um There's enough to discuss for sure. Like Oh my god, so much. Like but what I like about these first two episodes and what I think I mean when I say going back to the the first season is that with everything that is happening, there is still, they always find room for these character developments. So, for example, Will, who's always a bit of a forgotten character, considering the first season mm. was all about him. You can see they're just giving him little moments. You know, they're trying to spell out that he's gay, in my opinion. That's what a can lot also of it just, is, has been about. Is he all of a sudden 30? Because he looks so adult oh, all the of The aging process. I know. These teen, teen boys Scary. where they're just gawky yeah it it must be difficult for them um but you've got these little glimpses of will and he's not really included in much but you're getting to see this other side of him the fact that they are showing how 11 you know she's out of danger per se um but she's not a normal child she hasn't grown up with children so she does not know how to act and to heartbreaking effect you know at some points in this in this show but to just show that that yes she wouldn't suddenly just be a normal high schooler and they're they're showing the results of that um and there's something really human about that as well you really feel it don't you you feel that kind of she doesn't you know, she but doesn't she think doesn't belong, that... and high school's a nightmare anyway for a yeah. lot of people. But for her, like she's just got no awareness. 
Um, you've got Lucas wanting to fit in with the cool kids and having a break from his geeky friends. And I just think they've, they've all had a like a chance to kind of develop a bit and, and without them having to spend a whole episode going, well, what's changed with our group yeah. of friends? I think it's I think it's been done really well and I think that's probably what has gripped me because I care. Like you said, I care again and mm. them allowing the characters to grow even within the first two episodes and that, like giving them that kind of backstory so you believe in them again. I think they've done that really well. Yeah. Um I I I'm sort of struggling because I did I watched them back to back as well to remember which episodes which, but I've enjoyed them both and I'm going to give them both four because Noise. I can't fully remember. I remember, yeah, like the horrible deaths in each. And mm, right at the end yeah. of each. Yeah. Also, oh, just, are we just gonna, to are you gonna show it again. Are you going to recap on it? Oh, brilliant. Oh, oh facts. Again. I'm never going to get that out of my head ever. And just, just a very quick spoiler warning. If you've not watched the first two episodes of Stranger Things season four, please switch off now because we're going to talk about it in great detail. If you haven't watched it, then I would recommend going watch it. But yeah, don't listen any further because we're going to probably get into it. Yeah. It. Yes. So Blueberries, I think that was a good score. Good solid, solid start. I was definitely impressed and I didn't think like, oh, this is something I have to watch so I can talk about it. I felt like, no, this is this is good actually. This is more what I would like to watch when it comes to Stranger Things. So happy with the start of it. Um, now, as is tr- kind of traditional with Stranger Things... We've been reintroduced to our old friends, the party, and there's also some newbies flying around, hmm. uh, some of whom do not last. They do not last at all. <laughs> they, they're they not with us for long. Um, but we have Eddie Munson, who is like fucking elderly hair metal high schooler, and he's taken uh, Mike and Dustin under his elderly wing. He just mm. looks so old. And I know he is. he's like been held back or whatever, but my guy looks like he could be Mike's dad. Um, he looks really yeah. old. And we have Chrissy, who's the most popular girl in school. She's a cheerleader. She's dating the most popular guy in school, Jason. Um, well, he's the captain of the basketball team. And there's also Angela, who Ugh. is at 11 and Will School over in California. Also a popular girl. And absolute, as we would say in England, cunt. She's fucking horrible. Um, Such Emma, a dick. what do you think of these new uh characters how what's their impact been on you so far you gotta have some high school tropes right so you you gotta have held back drug dealer uh (laughs) popular cheerleader who's got you know maybe she doesn't really want to be that popular and Mm, she's got issues yep and there's a jock oh and and then obviously there's got to be a pretty dickhead who uh has to be horrible to the people that we love and uh i well i hope something horrible happens to angela because she's not a real person it has, though, a bit. Well, yeah she, had, yeah. she had it coming. We'll discuss that, but she had it coming. Um, she fully deserved that. Uh, but no, I think, I, you know, we, we've got to broaden out our scope a bit because their lives have grown and developed and moved on and therefore we need, you know, some new some new characters for them to liaise with in, in whatever way that might be. And I think, you know, it's interesting because you, you talk about, like, Lucas. Um, is it weird that when he came out in his basketball outfit, I was a bit like, oh, when did you get to be an attractive teenager? You, what? You're like yeah, 12. I think that's weird. He's still probably... Kind of creepy. A child. But he actually is the only one that's aged. I, this, this sounds really mean because they're, they're young, you know, young adults and I don't want to be nasty. But he just looks like himself but older, whereas the rest of them are going through puberty and they do look awkward. But well, that's, that's fine. That's I, realistic, I, at I least. Think, I think Mike's voice is broken. Mike, uh, when you look at like season Definitely one, gosh, he's really, he's just grown so much. It, it happens. And I think it's good that rather than having Eddie, who's genuinely, I looked him up. He's an English actor, 29. Oh, is he? Yeah. Wow. He just looks old. And then the other members of the Hellfire team. Uh, are Hellfire, all definitely middle-aged. What are They're, they called? Uh, I want to call Hellfire Corner, but that's something to do with World War One. <laughs> Hellfire Club. I don't know. We're going to call Yeah, Hellfire, Hellfire Club. Club. They are genuinely like ridiculously old. So Yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. Um, totally bizarre. But, you know, I think I think they almost play on it a bit. You know, how we all joke about how people, um, like teenagers, are played by adults in everything always, that you watch. Yeah. I think it's quite interesting to see, like, our lot, you know, the gang are still... They are teenagers, ...of yeah. an age, whereas they're being surrounded by adult actors 
playing teenagers, which is really funny. Um, because we've also got a mention, Argyle, uh, who is Jonathan's weird little yes. mate. See, uh, I didn't mention him just because I feel like Jonathan could just die and not be in it and it would mean nothing. So He's boring. Such a dead character. So, so boring. boring. Never mind. Um, I, I will shout out, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about performances though, but I can't admit, Sadie Sink's performance as Max in these yes. two episodes is exceptional. Like, she is She's so really good. good. And um, they are giving her room to explore, obviously, the horrific death of her very awful brother in front oh, of really? her. And right, there's okay. no expectation that she'll just be like, well back to school like she's still extremely traumatized and disturbed by it and it's affected her friendship with the gang um yeah she's she's very good in it yeah you've got the makings of a, a a stunning actress there i think i do hope so yes um yeah so no i mean i think you know we've we've got a really good mix of characters you've got to broaden it out we can't always just have our little gang um you know that there are there are some other relationships in there that are, are my favorite thing of all time um, I think I can guess who you're talking about. Steve can, and Robin. Oh my God, they're so good. I love them. I love Steve. I, actually, I love them. I'm obsessed with Steve. I kind of forgot about him. and his, I forgot like, how great he was. I just love him. His hair, his face, his personality. Yeah, the relationship with Robin is really like believable and authentic and just a joy to watch. I just love them. I also want to be their mate. I need to so be badly. his high school girlfriend. That's what I want. I just I want to be him. friends with them. Well, and you can join our gang. Okay, thanks. We're dating, but thanks. you can join the That's gang. That's okay. You can have Joe Keery. No, I don't want. I don't want Joe Keery. I want Steve Harrington. Yeah, specifically Steve. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know we've got it, it. Opens up a lot, doesn't it? Having lots of new characters and different kind of uh, personalities and tropes. Um, not a trope is not always a bad thing. It's not. I mean, I do. I do think there's quite a lot that they've crammed in. Whereas in the previous seasons, they've introduced like a new character and then another new character. Whereas this is quite a lot because we've got. Um, I suppose yeah, we can come on to the the kind of who's shaping up to be the villain. I mean, that it's like you know when we discuss Stephen King um, mm. adaptations. There's the supernatural villain, and then there's the villains in the real life, which is probably just as scary to the kids. So you've got the horrible bullies, and then you've got you know, the fucking demon from the depths of hell that breaks you. In all the ways a person can be broken. Um, yeah. Just don't have any words for it, to be honest, which is not very helpful. <laughs> I think the Demogorgon, just design-wise, was so striking and, and was very scary. Mm. Um, I think this guy... Oh, it's just so much... I mean, oh, I'm sort of skipping ahead, really. Um, so I'm actually not going to skip ahead. We were going to park the horror for a bit because I just want to talk about the main sort of storylines, how it's all shaping up. And I, as far as I can identify, there's kind of four storylines, main storylines. So we've got yeah. we've got Hawkins. So we've got Mike and Dustin in the Hellfire Club, whatever they're called. Um, Nancy, again, Nancy, ugh, mm. me out. she's slightly less of a drain without Jonathan, it has to be said. Um, but... They could replace her with just another journalist and I wouldn't care. Um, I'd have said Fred, but little dweeby Fred. Fred all gone. Um, so yeah, we've got those them in Hawkins and that's where the new this new threat is seems to be stalking people who have vulnerabilities or a past. Um, and you've got Will and Eleven trying to settle into their new school in California and Joyce and Murray also in California kind of trying to establish... Hopper is alive, and then we've got Hopper, 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 Hopper. <laughs> being Hopper. imprisoned in Russia somehow. Um, so it's quite a lot to take in, and that's just the very like bare bones of it. Um, are any of these storylines sort of standing out for you? Oh, I'm going to honest truth. I don't really, oh, and it's weird. Not sure I care. Okay, so I do care. And I wonder if you're going to say something about the same thing as me. Well, so I'm very excited about the Hawkins storylines. Uh, obviously Hopper, because Hopper is my favourite. I'm a little, as much as I found the, you know, there's a particular scene in California where Eleven is treated really badly by horrible bullying people. And, you know, Eleven is obviously, <clears throat> I'm so emotional, uh, obviously like 
one of our key characters, if if you might say the key character. I just don't know that I really care about her and like Will's settling into California. Like mm, I'm really, really excited by domestic life. Yeah, Joyce and Murray, great, hilarious because they're both a bit like batty, and I and I really enjoy that. Um, Hawkins, love Hawkins. I just, I'm just waiting for them to just come back to Hawkins so we can move on from the California thing because it's obviously going to happen. Um, I mean, I assume it's going to happen. I feel like it will, and and I'm kind of just like, mm, well, I don't. I know why can't this be happening in Hawkins? Why did you yeah, have I to mean, leave? That's Is that what's mm. annoying about the last season because it ended with the group separating, and you think that's it? How are they going to get them back? So now they've got all this, you know. I mean, I, I, I don't mind the, the eleven stuff. I I agree with you that it, it doesn't seem fully relevant to the story, but it is her story, and it's just like developing her character more. And you know, I don't I don't need to see. <laughs> I don't want to see children being bullied all the time. Like, it's just no, horrible. I don't um, want to see her being like people stamping on her badly pronounced diorama of her and Hopper's cabin. Yeah, and, and just I don't been people getting away with it. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, there is a scene, yeah, when she's sort of humiliated at the um the rink, the skating rink, when uh Mike's come to visit, and because nobody's really seen how she's been treated by Angela and the bullies, and when she fucking breaks her nose with a roller skate, I'm like, yes, yes, good on you. Play no. stupid games, win stupid prizes, Angela. Go and get a nose job. Like, okay, it's pretty violent. But then Mike's like, what did you do? What did you do? And it's like, well, you don't actually know what, what she's been going through. And a hell of a lot. And I do, I care about Eleven. But given, you know, what are we like? There are how many episodes in this season? I think seven. Seven episodes. Just get back to Hawkins, guys. Come on. Because that's yeah, where all know. the shit's going down. I mean, I say I don't know why. It will be due to this Lord Vecner chap. Um, that That's what will reunite them. But I have to say, actually, the Hopper storyline is not, not doing it for me. I feel well, like the emotional resonance mm. of the last episode of the last season has just been betrayed a bit because... We all thought he was dead and we were all mm. sad about that. And it's like, no, he's actually alive. It's like, oh, just like another rug pull. Um, and I, it's only two episodes in and they haven't devoted loads of time to it. But it's just not that compelling to I feel... me for him. Him just being a bit gruff in Russia. Uh, you've got uh, Jack and... Uh, what's his name? My brain. Jack and Jack Hagar. And Hagar. That's it from uh, Game Thank of Thank you, because I couldn't think of it earlier when I was watching it. Jack and his Hagar. name left my head. So he's sort of there, and it's all just a bit... Oh, there's so much like subtext. I'm like, oh, let's just cut to the quick. I'm half with you in that I don't really need to see Hopper in Russia. I don't I like need to the, see I him. like the Murray and Joyce. Right, like that's just yeah. amusing. Cause but you are amateurs. right. You are totally right, though, about I don't really know that I need to see him in that Russian prison. That's 20 minutes of screen time that was unnecessary. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe the flashback bit, but I don't need to see all of the gulag stuff. Need the gulags where they were. Yes. Yeah. Jack and Hagar at a payphone. Yes. Joyce throwing a tin of paint on a Russian doll. Yes. Yes. That's that's more of the content that I want. I don't necessarily need to yeah. see him being water thrown on him. Who are you working with? Oh, it no almost has this. almost has more power if you don't see him. Because we yeah. don't know if he's alive still. Yeah, that's but, well, true. But we do, but you wouldn't, would you? You would, I mean, we've had enough bloody spoilers, like, well, not spoilers, the teaser trailers that came out, like, really yeah. long time ago about him being in Russia, and it's just like, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, that I think generally, yeah, the Hawkins stuff is really interesting and the, the kind of horror of what's happening I don't mind the like Will and Eleven stuff, but yeah, I don't think I could watch many more episodes of her just struggling at high school because it is going to go very carry when her power comes back, guys. Mm-hmm. You're getting more than your nose broken by a fucking roller skate. You, yeah. yeah, and that was badass, but yeah, you've not seen Once what she all can the do. Blood just started seeping. Oh. I was like, that looks really real. So congrats <laughs> on that because that looks yeah. like she's had a nose split. Turns out Millie Bobby Brown, really violent actress. That wasn't even scripted. She just she's lost a it. Bitch. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. No, no. She's. I'm sure. She's I would fine. be. She's a gifted actress. Um. But yes, horror. Let's talk horror because I feel like it's always been a bit scary. 
uh, it's gone really fucking scary. It's gone very uh, graphically violent. Seeing things I didn't think I would see in Stranger Things, which I always thought was kind of, you know, like the 80s mm. sort of sci-fi, almost kiddie sort of thing. Um, it's uh, It's gone it's, up a level. It's quite quite horrific. So, yeah, this thing, this this entity, which, I mean, maybe the guys should just stop playing Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. Because yeah, I thought that at the end of the episode it, too. Something that's really relevant to what they're playing emerges. It's like, you might want to start summoning these demons. Think about this, guys. Think about your it. Your deck is now here. I, um, I'm going to do this. In season four, they have turned the horror up to 11. Uh, but 100% they have and it's like it's almost like we've the kids have grown up enough to handle more fucking terror and it is it's the light no I definitely haven't I've grown too old for terror it turns out because I'm I'm now quite terrified Um, but it's like it's the lighting and the like quick shots and the you know the voice in the head and the fact that you can understand how you might be turned or captured like emotionally captured by that voice and you just think actually yeah this would scare the fucking shit out of me and so far none of them have really seen it face to face or any of that anything in the aftermath of it but i mean there's a difference between being eaten by a demogorgon and being levitated into the air and your bones snapped basically one by one by an unseen entity that i mean they have absolutely blown it out of the water it's fucking awful i can't think of anything i've watched like that for a very long time very kind of dark 80s horror type because i i kind of avoid things that are that horrible and i'm sure like aficionados will be like it was really tame fair but it's just not what i expect from stranger things and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but like you say they've really taken it up a notch um and i think yeah like you said the demogorgon sort of it looks scary and the way they it used to appear was always scary but the kind of deaths were just you know being mauled just being mauled but like yeah mauled to death not great but also not the same as having like your eyes popped out and your mouth and just seeing it just seeing oh, it. Really visceral, um, wasn't it? Yeah, visceral is what I'd say. Now, I think the kind of... Uh, him Bye. as a character, whoever he is, we're going to call him Lord Vecna. There are kind of... His like appearances sort of remind me a bit of some of the lads in um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I don't know if you ever watched it. I've not watched it, actually. It's quite It's quite good. It's, it's quite... It got really ridiculous, but uh, anything about a teenage witch probably will. Um, but yeah, you've got these figures that come and they're like very ominous. But there's just this level of violence that he visits out on people. And if, if, what is he feeding on? Is it because, okay, Fred, was his name Fred? Yeah, Fred. Poor he Fred. killed someone and drove off or whatever. And all, you know, Chrissy just like is has a horrible relationship with her mom. It's like, well... Not saying either of them deserve what happened, but she's just, you know, troubled. So what? What's it feeding off? Guilt. I think it's feeling off feeding. Feeding. Not even drunk anything today. Uh, I think it's feeding off guilt. I. I think it's so Fred. I want to call him Freddie. Freddie has guilt because he caused an accident that kills somebody. However, he caused that, and then he left the scene and never took responsibility for it. I think Chrissy has guilt. Um, I also think that she has other issues possibly that um make her very very sad but that also makes me worry that they're going to go after max max is going to be the focus because she feels guilt about billy and that's what i kept thinking when she was standing there watching over over the trailer park i just kept thinking please don't let him get a sniff of her because i think she's going to be the one of them that he goes after lord vecna yeah i don't know if he is a lord but i'm going to give him it that is very astute and yeah, that is something, certainly something to worry about. I mean, another scene actually which I, I found kind of worse in some ways is the opening scene of episode one um, where you see all the children that are being experimented on. Um, oh my God, yeah. With all their shaved heads, like very much giving me kind of the holo- like Holocaust, that like concentration camp type thing with their, their heads shaved. And then seeing, and uh, the way they did it, I was a bit like, mm, you're just mainly seeing the, the dead children in the aftermath of this attack. Just their dead bodies everywhere. Like, now these are actually children we're seeing. Like, it's quite, quite disturbing. Am I right? It. 
in saying that that was a flashback and Eleven did it. It's a flashback, yeah. And then that's that's the other thing that kind of troubled me a bit. Just it's showing that Eleven did all this. And it's, you know, what do you, what do you done, Papa? Why? Uh, what did you done? And it's like, well, actually, this is, if this is the rope, route we're going to take, this is a, like an exploited and abused and experimented upon child who's never known anything else. And if we're going to say, well, actually, she's the real villain when we've spent all this time caring about her and seeing her develop and seeing what she's been through, I don't. I'm not going to appreciate that. I um, hope that's not the route they take. I do wonder if if it's going to be. Um, it's actually, you know, these these apparitions, these entities are manifestations of her power. That she brings them out of the upside down. I think that's kind of been implied anyway. Ooh. And it's something else that she's kind of brought forth and has done that. And I kind of hope that's it because it's just, oh, this child like is murderous. It's like, well, that's a betrayal of the character and everything it's been developed to be. Yeah. But I did find that scene very disturbing um, for the connotations of the Holocaust, like I say. And just, yeah, just seeing loads of dead kids. Yeah. I was like, that's not nice. It was very, very concentration camp-esque, wasn't it? And I'm not sure if that's a phrase you can ever use about concentration camps, but it, it was quite um, chilling and very uncomfortable to watch. And I think that was intentional. I just really hope that Lord Vecna doesn't end up being a kind of a manifestation, a manifestation of, what is wrong with you and me today? Uh, a manifestation of Eleven. Because I think that would really discredit the amazing work the show has done over the last three seasons. But I don't, I, you know, maybe it's a, I don't I'm know. I'm sure it's I another thought thing, it. but I do think her power and her presence is what's bringing, is like mm. what has opened the void. Um, and that, But if you're talking about guilt and everything and it's feeding yeah. off guilt, then obviously if she's, the fact, oh. you know, the, the kind of callback with Mike saying, what have you done? And, you know, back to Papa saying it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just the framing of that scene, I didn't sit that well with me. Like just seeing it, like oh my god, it was eleven. Eleven killed these people. It's like right. Well, I don't think she's the villain. Like don't don't try and make it out like she's a villain when actually no. we've seen everything she's had to go through and everything she's done. And I just made me and just the way they did it, it was just like kept showing these like dead children. Just because they got shaved heads doesn't mean they're not kids and they weren't you know real kids. No, um, exactly. Don't know. Yeah, it's, it. I found it really like. Ugh horrible to watch yeah it was was quite a quite a brutal way to open the season well it even said i don't know if you noticed i only noticed it after but there was like a content warning saying like violence or death involving children i was like oh Oh, i didn't see that yeah definitely obviously obviously wasn't paying attention (laughs) i only saw it after so yeah not not much help um but yeah i think they've it's got not it's got nastier for sure the violence and just the content that we're seeing um yeah and the thing is now like how do they top that? That's the first two episodes. What are they going to do? Oh, I don't know. Um, I've had a song in my head since episode one. Because okay, is it going to be? Uh, is what you're bringing up going to be relevant to the podcast, or are you just telling me that you've thought of a song? <laughs> no, no. So it's totally relevant. Uh, the soundtrack is so good, right? The whole soundtrack is amazing, and um, in the first episode, "Running Up That Hill" by Kate Bush. Oh, I love it! I love it. Is a great soundtrack. Oh, and it just blew me away. I was like, what is this magic? What is this magic? And everything, I mean, it's so good. I and mean, we start off with like California Dreaming and... You know, there's songs in there by Kiss, like really, really good soundtrack. But running up that hill has been in my head like the whole time through. That is never a bad thing. I mean, if, if there's ever an opportunity to listen to Kate Bush, it's an opportunity that I'm always down for a bit of Kate Bush. Me too. And I, I did dance a little bit to it as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, the kind of the lyrical content and the music of it, the actual sound is very fitting for the, uh, mm. for the show and the general vibe. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Love it. So soundtrack's good. And it's one of the only shows, obviously I've only watched the two episodes, where I don't skip the titles because I'm like, nah, this tune is great. Yeah, totally this agree. Brilliant soundtrack. Well, not soundtrack. The um, the titles is just such a good theme tune. Okay, so uh, end of, is it the end of, yeah, end of episode one, uh, 
Chrissy has been having all these awful waking visions visions yeah not dreams really of um a ticking clock and her mother and lots of awful things um so she meets with eddie to buy some special k pharmaceuticals to alleviate these symptoms um and they go back to his caravan whatever not a caravan is it mobile home mobile home and yeah she's just killed in front of him in a very graphic and awful way and when it becomes apparent that this has happened to her boyfriend kind of rallies the troops um they all think it's eddie and it kind of called to mind the whole satanic panic thing and it just kind of shows ah yeah easy and i i think that's going to be a big aspect of the show is the demonization of people who are different um and it's going to be something lucas has to deal with because he's part of this he already has had to deal with it. I uh, just want to give a little shout out to his sister, Legend. Oh my God. I'm Legend so... Legend of the game. So, so glad that Erica is back. Lady so, How badass was it when she turned up at that D&D game and was like, I'm 11. That may have been an insulting um, impression, but... Mickey Mouse, she... apparently, but... <laughs> oh boy! I'm 11! <laughs> Um, she doesn't even have a high voice. It. Just so good, so but good. She she's brilliant, but yeah, just that kind of um, power. Lucas had to sort of defend the Hellfire Club against accusations of Satanism. Well, he's. I mean, the, the problem is, is he's he's on the fence now, isn't he? He's kind of straddling the fence of. He's obviously is when shit goes down. He's gonna be right back with the gang, helping to save Hawkins from. The, the upside down, obviously. But at the moment, he is torn between wanting to move on and not for people to constantly think he's weird and bully him and all this, that and the other. Um, and and being with his mates. And, you know, that really shows it. And I think, you know, he did... that. Oh, Satanic Panic is such a fascinating, awful, awful, but fascinating kind of joint, like almost like community delusion hysteria and it is you know it's the the salem witch hunts all over again of just everybody piling in on this idea and singling out people who they perceive to be different and it doesn't even need to be goths or whatever else it's just it it turns into anyone that's not the norm yeah and i think it's going to be another one of those you know the, the stephen king thing that we mentioned earlier where Yes, there is Lord Vecner, but there's also these people that are going to accuse you of things and, you know, mob mentality. And especially in America, you know, anything could fucking happen. Yeah, I mean, totally. Unfortunately, that kind of joint hysteria thing does take over and especially in a small town. Um, I hadn't really thought about the comparison, really. It's just the way he was kind of like, and it's just funny, like, it's intentionally funny, but the guy Jason so the captain of the baseball team basketball not baseball um, who cares it has a ball b-ball um, b-ball at the start of I think episode is the first episode and there he's doing like a little rally a little speech to say that you know after everyone that died in the fire like they'd want us to go out and win this game which is using like mass casualties and death and tragedy to kind of G you up for a game and then he says like his girlfriend's just been murdered and he's like wouldn't she want us to go out and fight and and find who did this it's like do you not want to like take a moment mate and like take just a minute just a hot minute here okay like have a tear just that kind of the use of motivation to to excuse your actions and to get what you want out of a situation was was like funny but also like terrifying terrifying because it's uh, believe, believable? Yes, it seems very realistic of a certain type of person. Yeah, disturbing in a way. Mm. So I think that's going to be another aspect where, yes, we're scared of Lord Vecna, but we're also scared of the actions of the mob. Um, yeah, again, Eddie, who actually is very traumatised by what he's seen. Poor but Eddie. No, no one would believe him. Although, like, no one would believe him, but also, who the fuck could do that to someone? How would they even do it? But that does bring I mean, me on to sort of predictions for the show. Ooh. But um, I just wanted to sort of touch on, unless there's anything else you want to discuss, because obviously loads happened. We've, we've barely touched on 
much of it. Um, but we've heard the name Victor Creel. We um, have, haven't we? Mentioned as a serial killer who killed his whole family and kind of took their eyes in in, this, in a similar manner to what's happened to Chrissy and later Freddie. I'm calling him Freddie. Do you think this is going to be a red herring? Or do you think he'll feature as an actual character? And do you think if he does, could it be that he was influenced by the Upside Down years ago? Well. Like this has happened before. Um, mm, well, uh, I hope that we meet him. Because I love um, a serial killer. He sounds scary. It, you know, I'm down for that. Um, I think that the likelihood is is that perhaps we will find out that he was wrongfully convicted of said murder or uh, wrongfully convicted, accused, held responsible. And maybe he's Lord Vecna. What, returned? Hmm. Ah, maybe they burned him alive like in Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Well, and then Nightmare he, on Elm Street, not Freddy Krueger's yeah. not, not a thing, it's a character. Yeah. Uh, and then somehow he ended up coming back to life in the Upside Down as Lord Vecna. Mm. But then, yeah, I mean, that could be it. I mean, it's stretching you... it a little far. Um, or... It seems weird to just bring him up if he's not going to be in it, if you know what I mean. It does. And I feel like he has to feature in, in some way, but I don't know what that will be. Because otherwise it would just, it is a bit, it's a bit too efforty. T- too efforty, too much effort to go to if he's not going to be a part of it. Unless, yeah, I think, maybe we'll find that this happens again and maybe he's the key to like I closed it last time by doing this I don't know because mm. 11, 11 could close it but she's obviously lost her powers is she when ever going to get back Lisa? when are they coming back is it going to be another carry thing where it just goes Meow. she gets so covered in bl- pig's blood that it just like fires out of her maybe I mean I thought it was going to happen at the roller skating rink to be honest and then she just smacked um, Milkshake, pig's blood, you know. Maybe you know, well, I mean, bit of a callback, wasn't it? In yeah, a way. oh, definitely. I think so. I think there's a lot of carry in Eleven. I think we've said yeah. that before. Yeah, many a time. Um, I think it would be a shame not to carry on with something they've seeded hmm. like that. Carry on. Oh, another oh. one. Another one. Hey, not intentional at all. Uh, what do you think? Do you think? What do you think's the the crack with Victor Creel? I don't know. I think I think it. To, if if there's no point in there was also a serial killer who was just a normal man who did something horrible. Like okay, that's got nothing to do with anything. I think it. I think it might. He might have been influenced by something within the Upside Down, and maybe the echoes of that are coming back via Lord Vecna, and he's echoing those sort of murders because it's got to be really quite similar for it to be relevant do you understand what i mean like yeah it's like oh this this guy did something similar but it wouldn't have it presumably wouldn't have been actually similar like with the bones breaking and stuff um for him to bring him up like that and not just be like oh a guy did it before give him a name i think it's got to be related in some way i think it's got something to do with the upside down and it's happened before it must do mustn't it i think so um we don't know did they actually say they did uh eddie's uncle say when exactly no so i'm wondering but, if it fits in with the facility and all that oh well you see i i feel like he was one of those kind of characters in a stephen king ah oh, back in my day down at the cemetery dead is better dead is better um oh man that that fucking film, I swear to God. Uh, still gives me like nightmares for no logical reason. That Ed's better. Um, maybe, it's, you know, he's kind of like harking back to his childhood days. Maybe it was a kind of horror story from 30 years ago of this man that killed his family. I don't know. I'd be, I'm really intrigued to see what happens. Or it could be, you know, when it's like it gets embellished. It's like he took their eyes. It's like he didn't. He just like, like a lot of fucking horrible men do um, in America and across the world. He's just killed his family because he's a nut or whatever. Yeah. Um, Maybe you just had a really bad day. Weird to bring him up in this show by name, you know? It seemed deliberate. And if it wasn't, then it's very weird. Mm. Unless it's just a red herring. I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I hope that... Well, it might be a red herring, but enough that we still get to hear more about it, even if it's not, you know, if it doesn't go anywhere, we still hear more about the serial killer, even if he's nothing to do with Vecna. Yeah, I imagine Nancy's going to do some digging. Oh, Nancy. 
She's going to want to now because her little mate's going <sighs> to... Little Freddy, he's gone, isn't he? Yeah. What the fuck is Jonathan going to do? I don't care, but at the same time, why is he even in it? I hope that he um, just goes away. Because the more I see him, the more annoyed I am just by his presence. He's so mopey. He's and I so really liked wet. him in the first season. Like, felt sorry for him and like, oh, his, brother, his brother's gone. Like, oh, bless him. It's just him and his mum. Now, what's your problem? Why are you even Pathetic. moping? Pathetic. Have some, have some fun and, and try smiling. Try smiling and not being weird. You can be weird, but not all of that at once. It's just too much. Why? Why? Yeah. Ugh. He's yeah, my he's, least favorite. Yeah. He really. I mean, I'm again. I'm glad him and Nancy aren't together because actually he dragged her down, and she's she's like okay. She's not that bad in it when it's just her and whoever Freddie. Her and her newspaper minions. Yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. We've got another five episodes of this to... Uh, yeah. Many hours of uh, many, terrifying many hours. viewing. Perhaps I shall watch some on the aeroplane next week. Yes. Can't get you on the aeroplane. He can't fly, Lord Vecner. No, I'm far away from the upside down in the air in an aeroplane on an Airbus A380, which has got us an upper deck. Who knew? Oh, my God. I know. Swish. Stairs on a plane. <laughs> Sorry, can you tell I'm excited? It is the future. Uh, perhaps not the future of Hawkins, but the future of my life for the next few days. Future of aviation, which is just as Indeed. important. Indeed. Um, is there anything else that you think, oh, I just wanted to talk about this, that or the other um, that we haven't covered? Because obviously it's quite a lot of stuff that went down. Oh, do you know, I, just... I think we've done a pretty solid overview of the key, the key elements of the show. Uh, of these two episodes i think it'll be without doing a kind of full deep dive of each one of them i think we've covered the the core bits we've got upside down creepiness mob mentality town hysteria mopey jonathan um you know some high school tropes bit of bullying roller skating kate bush i mean how can you not have loved that two and a half hours of telly that's just everything everything you need literally ticks all my boxes and some roller skating yeah i mean even better not for me. I'm. I can't roller skate. Can I you? can't roller skate either. But um, no. I enjoy watching it. <laughs> me too. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So I think I'm excited for episode three. I. I think. Um, I'm going to try not to watch it all at once because I like not having a heart attack. Um, and really, I felt like I wasn't quite on the verge of it. I now feel calmer now that I spent some time talking to you about it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I was. Yeah. L- watching it last night. Um, I'm kind of just sending out a few messages like, oh, this is scary. Oh, it's really gory. Uh, uh, and no oh. one's responding. I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll just deal with Guys. it on my own then. Oh Guys. my god! Now I'm going to bed, and oh, I'm just going to think about everything I've seen, and and I'm alone in the house. Oh, great. Yeah. So for the future of season four of Stranger Things, please don't watch it alone, Lucy, at night. But Aaron doesn't want to watch it. He was so put off by the last season. So I'm, I'm kind of, I am on my own, but hopefully not home alone. Yeah, not um, home alone. Watch it alone, alone, but not too. in the house alone. Lost in Boston, that will be you. Hopefully you don't get lost. Um, <laughs> any other predictions? Is there anything you want um, to be like, oh, I said that would happen. You did, made a good one about uh, Max. Yeah, that's I think Max, is, Max is my main one, I think. Oh, okay. I think that's the big vibe I've got. But I hope that she is okay. But I do think that she's going to be the first of our gang's uh, victims of, of Vecna in some way or another but hopefully Eleven's powers will come back and she will rescue her and if not then well fuck you Netflix I don't want to see her jaw get broken no me neither you got any other predictions? Um, do I have any other predictions? I don't think so at this point I think I'm open to interpretations I'm open to see what happens but I don't think there's anything I mean, I said about the satanic panic type thing. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that is glaring to me that, oh God, that's obviously going to happen. Well, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? We will just have to wait and see. Um, So I think the next podcast should be out where we cover the rest. Well, I don't know if it'll be the rest of it because there's a lot. It's probably going to have to be in like two, well, at least three chunks, the podcast. That should be out next Tuesday. Yep. It sure should. Just going to put it put that put out there. Put it out there. Should yeah. be out there. If it's not, don't sue me. No, because um, how do you know what next Tuesday is? When do we record this? It's a mystery. 
la 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 but hopefully it should be um it may it may be the lads instead of the lasses uh, yeah, i mean be good to do one with the lads you know be good to speak to him because it's been i haven't done a while done one this year don't think i've done no. one this year no schedules Paul. never allow for it <sighs> maybe do maybe exist still i don't know i'm sure our listeners would like it too i'm sure they don't like they the segregation that is going on currently no, absolutely not I agree. It's not deliberate. It's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes across time zones and schedules and whatnot. Children and things. Upside down. Um, well, yeah, Len and Gaz are both in the upside down because they're in Australia. They are, it's true. Demogorgons abound out in the outback. You've got to be careful. Yeah, they do. Still babies as well. Oh, wait, no. That's not Demogorgons. That's, That's dingoes. coyotes. Dingoes. That's it. Never mind. Dingo- Close enough. Maybe a dingo, dingo is actually baby. a Demogorgon. On, the, on that mm. nonsense note. Um, That's a good li- theory. Yeah, why not? Uh, listeners, pray for us to have our last episode as all of us doing the, f- the final episode of season four of Strange Things together. And if not, whatever it is, it'll be great anyway. Well, you've spoken it out into the universe now, Emma. So if you speak it, they will come, as they say. Manifesting. Yeah, you've manifested it. I'm sure that'll happen. We'll try try and make it happen for, for us and for the listeners, I'm sure. They would all appreciate Correcto. it. Um, well, I think that's it. I think it was a good start to the season. I think mm-hmm. it was scary. I think it kind of went back to the roots of the show. Um, and it's built some interesting... Well, it's planted some interesting seeds. I don't know what it, it built, but it planted some interesting seeds as to how it's all going to conclude without giving too much away. But I think there's a lot more horror to come, which is great Ooh, for wimps Can't like wait. Me. And me, yeah. I live alone, yeah. so I will always oh. be terrified. I'm never going to sleep again. Lock all your doors and shove Derry Girls on after to cheer yourself up. Um, oh, yeah. Bloody love it. Well, thank you for joining me, Emma slash Eleven slash Jane. Thank you for hosting Lucy slash Mike. Slash Steve Harrington's girlfriend at high school. Yeah, okay. He's not at high school anymore, though, is he? No, slash Steve's one true love, I think is what I'm going to call you. That's it. College. That's it. Um, It's been an utter pleasure. And I I look forward to more podcasting with your dulcet tones soon. Oh, yes. More nonsense chat at the end as well. Hurrah. Okay. Thank you for joining me, Emma. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see you on the next one. More Stranger Things content. Bye. Bye. Bye.